It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. Where our discussions are based in evidence. And we try to maintain our relevance. But two drinks in, and we try not to lose our. It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. The slightly crunchy mom cast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the slightly crunchy mom cast. This is a podcast with research based parenting information from a real world perspective of two moms just trying not to lose their shit. <laughs> Hey, do you like our podcast? Let us know. Take a moment and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us out and help others find our podcast too. Now let's get to it. Today is episode 22 and we're talking about mom friends. Mom friends. Mom friends. Or lack of them. Something like that. Yeah, that's where we're headed. (laughs) I'm Brittany. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. And I'm Whitney. You know what I did? What'd you do, Whitney? Okay, here's what I did. I know what you did. So... (laughs) Uh, my kid goes to a preschool at a church and they always have these themes and I do the best I can, but I don't have a smartphone. I have a flip phone. And so they're always sending things via my phone and I never can see them. So anyway, Meyer comes in the car and he's like, mom, it's pirate day on Wednesday. And I'm like, hell yeah, it's pirate day on Wednesday. We're going to make you look like the best pirate in that. We're going to win that competition. So we, we talk about it all week. Cause I, when he told me it was a Thursday all week, pirate day, I need a, a hat. So I was like, okay. We get to Tuesday night. We cut up a bunch of his clothes. We get him his hat. We get him a patch. It didn't fit right. I made it fit right. I mean, he looked like a homeless pirate. Amazing. On point. On point. On point. We get to preschool. We're in line. And I realize it's weird. The teachers aren't dressed up. <laughs> teachers That's are, weird. Teachers are always. It's suspicious. <laughs> always dressed up for whatever day it is. And we get there and I was like, is it pirate day? And they're like, no, that's not for another month. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, shit. At which point I look at Meyer and I was like, hey, and he starts crying. At this point, he doesn't want to get out of the car, right? He's like, oh. and I was like, you look really, really good. So I have to make a decision. Do I drive him all the way home and change him? Or I work out of out at this place called Burn Boot Camp. It's very female centric. A lot of high fiving, a lot of encouragement, a lot of emotional support. You got this girl. Yeah, you got this girl. It's not really my thing, but I really like it. Or do I miss burn? And I decided I wasn't going to miss burn. So I pull over. I give him a hug. I was like, "You look like the best damn pirate." You embrace this you pirate son. Today we are building character. And I drove away. Felt like the worst mom ever when I called Brittany to be like, "Hey, listen to what I did." And she's like, "Yeah." You always give me shit for being organized. Look at you now. I was like, thanks a lot, Brittany. (laughs) Whitney gives me so much shit constantly about being organized. No, it's about being like anal retentive. (laughs) Are we allowed to say anal anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Or what's the other one where you're anal retentive, but you don't say anal retentive? Anymore, um, I strung (laughs) your attention to detail. It's your podcast, you say anal if you want to say anal. That's right, but it's our podcast. I'm fine with it. So the then animal. I told Brittany, I was like, thanks a lot for kicking me while I was down. She's like, nah, I mean, all right, all right. Well, don't worry, it builds character. I was like, okay. <laughs> and at that point, I felt like I had no friends. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to be what we talk about today. Yes. Okay. What are you drinking, Whitney? 
Okay, I had to actually pull the labor off. I'm drinking a double ice cream paint job. Good Lord, you drink some shit, girl. Yeah, it's an 8%. So when I'm slurring at the end of the podcast, we yeah. don't have an editor, but we'll get one to shorten my words. Which you, uh, I know what Bernie's drinking. I'm just having some red wine, which is actually a, um, a first for this podcast. I'm not a big wine drinker every now and then. She had a rough night. I get, I get, I, I, all my nights. But are rough with this child. It was like an child, every hour. Yeah. So she went to red wine early. Yeah, I did. But it's a good cap. So, you know, we had a little spaghetti for dinner. So she goes with it. Hey. Holla. All right. So we are talking about mom friends and yes. friendships and female friendships and what happens like in the course of having babies and starting a family and all that good stuff. So, so what you got to say about that? What do you get kicked off? So let's talk about this. So basically, sorry, I put the sticker on top of all my stats. <laughs> so I just had to peel that the off. The beer sticker. Ah. So when we got talking about this episode a little bit, um, it was because a couple of my friends had been talking to me about how lonely they felt as being a mom. They had younger kids. And I remember when I first had Graham, how lonely I felt. For a couple of reasons. Number one, we had just moved to North Carolina um, when I got pregnant about three months later. So I really didn't have any friends that were established when I had my child. And then on top of that, my parents live an hour and a half away and Brian's parents lived an hour and a half away. So when I had Graham, I entered into this and I've been a social person. I enjoy social interactions. I don't know that I'm an extrovert. I'm not an introvert, but I enjoy having conversations with people and hanging out. I also lived in my 20s like they do in the 60s. Like <laughs> I like I lived a full life before I had children. And so when you have children, it almost feels like everything like you hit like a brick wall where it's like, oh. <laughs> Your so, life changes, that's for sure. It changes. You know, whereas I would go to bed at 11, 12, 1. Now I'm going to bed with the baby at mm-hmm. 8.30. And even the people that I hung out with, they didn't have children. And so, like, I'm wanting to do an early dinner at 5.30 and I have to bring my kid and halfway through it I have to breastfeed and I'm telling them how joyous it is <laughs> while they're sucking down their martinis and I'm, you know, concentrating on beer content, but I got to leave by 7.30 because I got to pay the tab because I got to get home because I got to breastfeed my Graham and get him to bed because if he doesn't get to bed on time, he'll be cranky tomorrow. And holy shit. Mm-hmm. So I felt really, really lonely when I first had Graham. You did not experience that. Not, no, not, not in some of that sense. And I realize that I'm probably in the minority with that. Um, I had a few friends, I mean, you included that. And, and you know, it's okay. It's interesting. I will say. So it's a good comparison. So when I had my first child, Elise, um, I had several friends that had a baby um, pretty much like at the same time. And so it wasn't all of my friends, obviously, but it was enough that I did not feel like isolated. I definitely had friends to hang out with. I had friends to kind of talk through, talk to and share that experience with. So I was thinking about this the other day. So um, I decided to have Rhett, my husband and I, later, right? So like six and a half years later. Well, most of my friends, you included, 
when they decided to have a second kid, they put them a little closely, yes. more closely together, right? So like two, three years. I mean, I remember finding out that you were pregnant again, and I went home and I told Brian, I was like, I mean, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I it mean, did suck being pregnant. We were going to the beach. Well, we were going to the beach. We went to like for your birthday. We went and like yeah. did this whole thing, and I was like, I mean, now she's gonna have a baby for like a year. True. I, mean, I was excited, but at the yeah. same time, I was like, Ugh, oh, for sure, hundred percent. And and all that stuff went into like <laughs> our consideration. Do we even have a second kid but what we learned was i was being we were being really selfish and kids are a season and it all passed and yes and it's fine. and it's we, a drop in the bucket compared to change how we hang out sure but <laughs> but i thought too like if i didn't already have these pre-established relationships with people that already had kids and rhett was my first i don't know i don't have any friend i have one friend right now that has a baby uh rhett's age and you know i that's it and so if um if that was my situation now, I would be feeling rather isolated because you're right, like that adjustment from zero kids to one kid, which we talked about this before, is the most. And so like even when you apply that to like friendship relationships, even you and your husband and couple friends, because that is a very different People that don't have any kids don't understand nap schedules. They don't understand the witching hour. They don't understand the ramifications if you don't hit bedtime right, right? Well, at least with the second kid, people understand that now. They're like, well, they might not, like you. You don't have a baby, but you're like, you totally get like what's going to happen and, and, and how we have to have a routine. Well, and I think that your friendships, they do, they change. And so what you're saying about like friends that I do have a lot of friends that don't have children because of the career that I work in. I have a lot of friends. They center around work. One of my really good friends, Joseph, he has told me straight up. I'm like, well, you should come over. And he's like, I mean, you got the kids. Yeah. Which I mean, is understandable. He's, he's not involved. I'm with you, Joseph. I would love to avoid the kids too, except for the problem is like, they're mine. So I can't really. And, you know, he laughs. But I'm like, well, they're cute. And he's like, eh. Yeah, but he is literally one of probably my very, very good friends from work. And so our friendship is talking on the phone, yeah. seeing each other at work and kind of calling each other. It's really not going to be going to carowinds together. <laughs> Joseph doesn't want to hang out yeah, with my I, friends. Yeah, I have one of my closest friends has no kids and is not married. And, you know, we've always figured that out and navigated through all that. And, you know, it's good. But I think when you do have kids and you are different, like you don't have you're not in the same kind of season of life. Those are the relationships, like if, if you can moderate through that, those are the closest relationships. Yeah. So when we started talking about this, you know, Brittany was like, ah, I really didn't go through that. And I was like, I did. And you were kind of surprised when I said that. Mm -hmm. You were like, really? Because like, you said you you don't know if you're extroverted. You're 100% extroverted. Not 100%. I, you're a lot. I, sometimes I think you're more extroverted than I am. No. no. Yeah. We'll put it to a vote. <laughs> Who's voting, Wendy? I don't fucking... Okay. We're, we're just gonna, talking about we don't have a lot of friends. Like, who's going to vote? <laughs> that's right. We'll get our friends involved. In this. We'll, have the, kids, we'll we can, have the kids take a poll. We can phone them in. So I looked into the studies because I was like, am was I alone in this? And You're guess not what, alone. guys? I was not alone. No. No, I'm not alone at all. So there's a couple of studies that I looked at. I read a few articles. It was really hard to find some really like dialed in scientific ones, honestly, because most people aren't doing scientific, you know, does a mom feel lonely? Um, they'll look into like, you know, um, depression, postpartum depression, those kind of things. But, you know, this idea of like, oh, does she have friends? So a study of 2000 parents um, showed that 68% of um, parents felt cut off from their friends, colleagues and family after birth. So those first few months and 
50, another one that looked at just mothers, over 2,000 of them showed that 54 admitted to feeling friendless after giving birth, and it's worse for younger moms. So that idea that you don't have any friends, that you are isolated, is very common, and you are not alone in that. Um, what was interesting is, um, so when they kind of drilled down deep and was like, well, why do you feel like you don't have friends? You had friends before. Some people will have friends and they all got pregnant together and they all had friends together or babies together and then they no longer hang out. And so it's like... Because like parenting styles differ or... Yeah, it could be parenting styles. There was one that looked at breastfeeding and they oh. found that mothers who breastfed um, had an increased feeling of loneliness so they felt like they had to either go into another room or that they, you know, they had to go around your comfort with breastfeeding in public. You know, I didn't really care all that mm-hmm. much. I mean, I covered myself, but I don't really care to breastfeed in public, but I don't know many women that would probably didn't really care. Most of the women I knew felt uncomfortable breastfeeding in public. Um, so now you're looking at the schedules and then what if you're breastfeeding in front of, you know, a husband of your best friend or her boyfriend and they're weird about it. And, so it and gets weird. yes. And here's what I'll say the second time around too, because I'm the only one I'm breastfeeding and I'm the only one with a baby, right? The husbands of my friends now, they understand. They do. And so, so they, it's not weird. They just don't come into the room. Well, they, are, yeah, they being... stay in another room and that's, and, and, and the reason why is they all had, their kids were breastfed. Mm-hmm. So it's not weird for them. They just don't make it weird. But I, I tend to think, well, what if they didn't have kids themselves or what if their wife hadn't breastfed their they're, child? They're younger. It they're would, in their 20s. Yes. It would feel, it would feel like awkward. And I'll say this too. You think about, you mentioned the breastfeeding. I remember when Elise and Graham were weeks old uh-huh. and, and, you would just come over and we would just like our afternoon of hanging out we were just sitting around on my couch (laughs) breastfeeding and it's funny because I think about like that's no fun like that what but it was like all we had at the moment so if that was (laughs) if that wasn't your experience like hey do you want to come over and watch me breastfeed (laughs) hell no girl like what well and when you talk about families (laughs) as well you know like what about breath now my dad is a nurse as well he's a crna but he's a nurse as well and so he was comfortable but what about my father-in-law he was your classic you know 1950s father where he worked long long hours and my mother-in-law did pretty much all the care so i'm just whipping out a tit in front of my (laughs) father-in-law you know like i'm cool with it but he may not have been now he was i mean you know he's good to go but that can be an isolating feeling also, this was interesting to me because I would agree with this 100%. Mothers would compare themselves to effortless mothers, and I put that in quotes, and they felt like they weren't coping as well or able to relate to other mothers. Girl, no one's coping well. I'm just going to go and say. But in you, those first weeks and months. Ooh. Yes, but there are some people that really don't put it out there. Of and course. Yeah. I Those first few weeks for me were incredibly hard. Yeah, they're tough. And you're sleep deprived. Yes. And if you're someone that tends to worry what people think, or you tend to want to keep your persona of strength, which I do have that problem. I want everyone to think I'm really strong, but then we listen to I'm a bad mom episode and they blew that up. You also don't feel like yourself. You don't. And that's hard. That was hard for me. And you're so lost. 
But yeah. it's hard to like really talk about that with someone who seems to have it all. Maybe they have a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Maybe their mother-in-law comes in every single day from four to whatever and they've got it all dialed or maybe they've figured out things faster than you or they were handed. You know, it, there are people that are able to transition that time faster. But I'm just going to say that it looks like about 54% or not. Yeah. And from you, a study. Yes. And so I'll say this about mom friends too. Like, uh, we're talking specifically specifically today about friendships when you become a mom. But I think, too, as you get older, um, most people don't have, like, what you would say, like, a ton of friends. They have, like, a handful of a couple of really good friends. Yep. And, you know, that's that's sufficient. Like, that's a win in my book. Like, if you've got, like, a couple of really good friends, like, that's that's great. Yeah. What was interesting about it is that a different study found that the strength of friendship typically decreases after people become parents. Mm -hmm. It peaks at three when the children require constant supervision. So it gets worse until they're three years old. And then women tend to regain contact after the child turns five, whereas most men um, remain distant from their friendships even after the child turns 19. So um, So that's an interesting point is that women will tend to go back to their friendships and find those connections when they have more time, men stay distant. They never really go back to them. So if they lose that contact, it really doesn't regain itself. So what's funny is I laugh a little bit when you talk about, you know, at three years old. Having friends that also have kids is important too because do you remember, and we still get stuck in this sometimes, It when kids are small, it is going to take me and Whitney 45 minutes for me to tell her a story because I am going to get interrupted a thousand thousand times times by my child. When I'm not getting interrupted, Whitney's going to get interrupted because somebody's got a need, somebody's got a pee, somebody's got a question, somebody's doing something they're not supposed to be doing. And it's it's like mom code, I feel like, that you're not allowed to get frustrated because this process is taking so long because it's just how it is. Well, and you know, I met my friend Joseph out at a brewery. We are very close from work. And I had my kids with me and Meyer the entire time. And we talked about that beautiful, beautiful, repetitive soul. And he's like, look, mom, it's a train. I want to go on the train. I want to go on the train. Look, mom, it's a train. I want to go on the train. Now this blipping, and he must have said it, I don't know, it's Meyer a hundred times. I really don't know. And Joseph turns to me at the end of me and is like, oh my God. And I was like, what? He still remembers that, <laughs> that time. And you're like, what? Oh. That's a day in the life. Like, no, <laughs> not a single one of my other friends even recognizes when my child is repetitive because we're like, been there, done that. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. interesting, you know, because he he's like, no, because remember that train? He really wanted to go on that train. I was like, he didn't <laughs> Insert care. train to anything in a given day. <laughs> like, I... A lollipop. You know, but it was funny to me that he's actually he still remembers the story and we'll bring it up. He's like, I don't really want to go to a party with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like Meyer downstairs asked me for a hat like eight times and I don't even know why he wants a hat. It's not raining. He He thought it was raining. He argued with me and I did engage in the argument because sometimes I just like to get entertained and so we had it can also be that. Or sometimes you feel judged because your kid acts a certain way. Yep. In public, 
There have been times when my kid is acting a fool and I have decided to take the load, like the road less traveled and just pretend I don't see it. <laughs> Choosing your battles, girl. Because I'm all I about just that. I enjoy a beer. Yep. I'm exhausted. I'm going to look the other way. But I know my friend looking at me is like, oh, girl, if I had a kid, I wouldn't be doing that. Or maybe they have a kid and they're like, oh, I would take him up and like blah, 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 blah. And so sometimes you even find divisions because you know maybe you shouldn't be responding the way you are. But so, here you are. So that's another thing. Here you are. So so that's another kind of level of the mom friendship thing. So maybe you had people you were friends with and you both have kids and it worked for a while. But maybe you get to that precarious age where you're really starting to like lay down some parental discipline, right? And maybe you find that your parenting styles aren't, aren't I mean, everyone's a little different, right? And some people are pretty different and they can make it work. But sometimes you run into parents that their philosophy as parents is just very different from you. And you're no longer find yourself able to, you know, be friends with them because it's just, it's too much. It doesn't, we talk about this a lot, Whitney, like as moms that work and all that good stuff, we have limited free time. And so our free time, we want to spend it the way we want to spend even it. Even stay-at-home moms. For sure. Their entire time. Is, so that they, time is they like They may precious. even have a harder time getting away. Yes, yes. Because they're so entrenched. Their work is those kids. You have a very, I mean, you are very limited. And you may yes. even feel guilty for leaving them because you feel like it's your job to stay. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is spend your free time in a way that that like is not enjoyable to you. Mm-hmm. And so some of those friendships may just kind of, you know, end up kind of resolving because, you know, they just, they aren't, they, they don't, they're not as fruitful as they were once were. And that's okay too, because you may find that they feel the same way. Yeah. I think that the other thing is, is that, so let's say you're in this situation and you feel lonely or you don't have friends. I'm going to say that you probably do have friends but they're probably not exactly what you're wanting in that time period. So when I had my kids and they were younger, I really enjoy spending time with people. I enjoy having them with me. I created a meetup group called Walking with Tots. And I couldn't believe I did this because this is pretty outside of my personality. And I met up with this lovely lady, Tara, and we would walk our kids together Probably once a week, we would get up and go do different things. She liked to be outside too. And it worked really, really well. Now, I haven't seen her for a couple of years because COVID happened and I don't really, you know, my phone changed. And But during that time period, she was exactly what I needed because she enjoyed being outside with her children. Um, So I would recommend kind of looking for those things that have a common interest because one study found that we, one of the most important um, determinants of friendship is how we organize our lives. So how mm-hmm. our lives are organized. You're going to find friends at work. Mm-hmm. You're going to find friends at your kids' sporting events. Your kids may then pe- bring parents that are your friends, or you may hate them. You're going to organize friendships around what the things you are doing. That's true. And so if you are not doing anything and you're kind of staying at the house it's going to be very hard to find friends unless you enjoy talking on the phone and that is another thing you can pick up that phone i promise you there are people out there that will talk to you that will talk to you about different things so there's different friendships and what they mean and what they are for you are entirely different and so they don't always have to look the same Mm -hmm. 
you know, as I talk about Joseph being a friend that we talk about work, I will call him when I have a bad day at work. We are very close. We talk about different things like that. I'm probably not going to call Joseph when I feel like a bad mom. <laughs> I'm also not going to ask him to go to like the pumpkin patch with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, I have a lot of like, if I think about most of my close friends, um, they are married with kids mm-hmm. and the husband gets along with my husband. So that's the other And thing. I think that that's an, and, and that's an important component, I think, to longevity of friendships because it allows everyone to have a good time together. So, and I know not all, not all marriages, not all uh, relationships are like that. And that's totally fine. But me and my husband have always like, we just enjoy being together. We yeah. like to, to hang out together. Um, but we like to hang out with couples too because like they can kind of hang out and we can hang out but that doesn't to your point like each relationship has a little different climate so they don't all have to 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 have that yeah and I mean I think what you're saying is absolutely correct so also there's gonna be times when your best friend marries someone and you don't like that husband yeah, so that makes it even harder, I think. It takes it, like, next level to make friends if you're thinking about couples friends because not only do I have to like you, my husband has to like your spouse. You could be friends with someone who has a kid and then you hate the way they parent. And we touched on that a little bit. Yeah. You may have a friend that you really, really like who goes through a rough divorce and they just become very negative for a while. Yeah. And you just can't really do it right now because you're in the trenches and you're <laughs> wading through shit and you're like, I feel you, boo. I really do. I just can't. I can't go. I can't go any lower. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of reasons after you have a child, you feel very isolated and you feel very alone. Um, a lot of that is also you Also, I think there's the societal pressure, and we talked about this before, to feel exorbitantly happy to have a child. Mm. What we post on Instagram, what we post on Facebook, if you have those things. The highlight reel. Are things that where you're always looking super excited to have a baby. I did not love the newborn phase. I, straight up, I'm with you. I mean, it wasn't for me. I, it, I'm glad it's over. I appreciated it for like what it was, I but don't even like think I, did that. I got I, through it. Yeah, I mean, They're yes. Cute. And and I'll tell you too, like like being in the first year of life for my son, I don't really have it in me right now to make any new friends. Like I'm grateful I have the friends that I have because um I'm not always a delight now, you know, because no like shit. I'm tired. Tell me more about that. And it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, like, you know, I've got to kind of put my A game on for work and that sort of thing. And so like, when I'm not doing those things, like, I don't want to have to work hard in, in a lot of my relationships. And that's just the raw truth of it. Um, I'll get back to that at some point. Yeah. But maybe. like right now, my energy is just in like another place. And, and that's okay, too. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So I think that kind of some tips if you're feeling like that. Number one, know that you're not alone. Number two, by the age of five, it does resolve itself. My kids are four and seven. And you know what? And I'll say this too, actually. Um, my daughter is in first grade, and this really started in kindergarten. Um, it, it does give you the opportunity to make a lot of new friends, whether if you want to or not. Because, you know, my daughter is always bringing home a phone number. She wants to have a play date. Well, all these kids have parents. Mm-hmm. And so this opens up the opportunity, like, if you want to make new couple friends or if you just want to explore that idea – or not, whatever, but the opportunity's there. Yeah, my kid's really shy, so that's never happened, but I can imagine what it's like. Oh, Maya will get there, don't worry. 
<laughs> right. The other thing is, is join a gym that has a child care center. There you go. So I go to Burn Boot Camp. I'm going to give a shout out to them. But, and they are. Or church. Church is the same church difference. Church is another one. But like, they have a child watch and that gym is specifically for women. I've met some women there that I really enjoyed getting to know and they're my friends. The other thing I'm going to say is get off social media because it's not making you feel good about who you are. So pick up the phone and call someone. Don't just text them. Even if you're feeling isolated, um, people have FaceTime. They have those things where they can connect. So even if you can't leave the house per se because of you're feeling embarrassed of breastfeeding and all those things, pick up the phone and actually call someone. I have a good friend, Cassie. She's older now. She's like 28 now, but she's been, I've known her for a while, about five years we've worked together and she's a millennial and she texts all the time. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that calls her and she picks up the phone when I call and she actually calls me. So even if one of your friends is not a primary caller, they're a texter, just let them know that that's what you need. And you'll find that these people will meet you where you're at. They're your friends, especially if they don't have kids. Um, especially if they don't have kids, they have time to pick up the phone. True. So, you know, you're not entirely alone. The other thing I would say is, listen, maybe there are effortless mothers out there. And that is... <laughs> I hadn't met any ever. <laughs> In the is, history of ever, I've never met them. That is great. So I'm I'm inclined to think it's just sort of a facade. But I, I really want, cool. you know, I want this episode to sort of like normalize. Like if you're feeling kind of lonely and you feel like you don't have a ton of friends, like I feel like that's probably like what Whitney has shared, like a lot of people's experience and know that it is temporary and, and to reach out for support. Because although you feel alone, you are not alone. <laughs> I have friends that have kids and they say to me all the time, like, I don't have any friends. I'm like, I'm standing directly in front of you. <laughs> right. What I am I? Chop liver? Right here. You just feel that because in that moment you need to be around someone. You are squeezed by bedtime at seven, bath time by 645. We got to eat by six. We got to do a It does feel a little night. trapping. It's very you know, trapping. It does feel like that. But that's because you're being a selfless person. And, and yes, and, and you and so what? we've talked about this before. on the back. And kids are season. You they know, like are. like it feels very like it, perspective is so important. I mean, it feels all kind of encompassing, but you're the inside looking out, which in a few years you'll be the outside looking in and it's going to feel different. But when you're in the trenches of it, it's really hard. Yes. Because you're hard. in the trenches with sleeping. Yeah. It's, it's hard to see the other way. And I get annoyed with myself for even like thinking about it and talking about it so much. But, but you know, I know that it's just my experience right now. And hopefully in a couple years, it won't be my experience. But it's where I am now. And yeah. so people are in different places with that. And I think understanding in that lens is important. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to give us feedback or provide topic suggestions or just tell us your own funny stories, reach out to us at slightlycrunchymomcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. We post weekly reminders of new episodes and some funny stuff just to make you chuckle. Or even better, buy us a beer. You know we like to drink. Donate via, via buymeacoffee.com slash slightlycrunchy. As you might have heard, my oh-so-talented husband just might write you a custom song. Until next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.